This is Start Making Sense, the weekly podcast of The Nation magazine, and I'm John Wiener. We're still thinking about Trump's indictment of Julian Assange on espionage charges. For the latest on what's happening with that case and the effort to extradite him from prison in Britain to stand trial in the United States, we turn to Bruce Shapiro. He teaches ethics at Columbia University School of Journalism, and he's executive director of the DART Center for Journalism and Trauma. That's a resource center for journalists covering violence, conflict, and tragedy. He's co-author of the book Legal Lynching, The Death Penalty in America's Future with Reverend Jesse Jackson and Jesse Jackson Jr. And he's a longtime contributing editor at The Nation. Bruce Shapiro, welcome. Glad to be here. Well, big picture, Julian Assange is one of the most hated people in the world for liberals and many leftists. He worked to help Trump win the election. He's being investigated for rape in Sweden. And yet we are defending him on these latest charges. Remind us why. Well, what we are really defending is not the character of Julian Assange or the political judgment of Julian Assange but his rights as a publisher and the rights of all publishers and journalists to receive leaks, to receive classified information, to publish controversial material. This is a crucial test for investigative journalism as a whole, not just for WikiLeaks, not just for Julian Assange. The stakes have changed, John, since a couple months back the Justice Department filed one charge against Mr. Assange, uh, a charge involving password hacking. A couple weeks ago, with Assange securely in custody in Britain and the clock running on the ability to amend an extradition request, The Trump Justice Department decided, by the way, over the objections of career prosecutors, to greatly expand the list of charges against Assange, and in particular, to add 17 new charges under the Espionage Act, the descendant of the law which uh, in the 1920s was used to put Eugene V. Debs in jail, uh, for his arguments against conscription in World War One, and in particular to charge him essentially with trying to convince his source, Chelsea Manning, to give up secrets and collaborating with Chelsea Manning and keeping her identity secret. This is what reporters do all the time. And whatever you think of Assange's political judgment, whatever you think of his character, the consequences of these quite unprecedented charges would be to criminalize similar publication by far more savory or far more reputable or far more sound in judgment publishers and journalists going forward. The addition of the Espionage Act charges means that really this is no longer about Julian Assange. The abstract danger that many of us have worried about since Assange was first charged and first held for extradition now has become very real, the literal criminalization of investigative reporting. 
Well, the Washington Post ran an opinion piece recently arguing that the Assange indictment was not an attack on journalists everywhere. They said Assange's case is a unique one. This is somebody named Randall Eliason, a law professor at GWU. He says this uh, indictment is probably a one-off I'm quoting, it involves not a routine leak, but one of the largest disclosures of classified information in American history. Uh, Justice departments have taken great pains to note the, in the indictment. They've noted the department's respect for the role of the media. It's hard to imagine that even this administration would willingly ignite a constitutional conflagration. I wonder if you agree that this is a unique case. <laughs> Well, first of all, you know, that last idea that this administration would somehow step back from a constitutional conflagration is comes from someone who clearly has not been reading the newspapers. Okay. Um, this is an administration that has sought constitutional confrontation over congressional subpoena power, that has sought congressional uh, constitutional confrontation over presidential emergency powers, that has sought uh, constitutional confrontation over virtually every controversial assertion of power that it has made. But look, I think there are also several problems with this argument, which I should say the Justice Department under Attorney General Barr has also made. The Justice Department has said, we don't view Assange as a journalist. We view him as having committed espionage. Professional journalists are, are not included in this. There are several reasons why this is wrong. First of all, the First Amendment is bigger than narrowly defined professional journalists. The First Amendment actually says nothing about journalists. It protects publishers. And whether or not you think that Julian Assange is a journalist, which some of my colleagues argue about, and in my view he is, he's engaged in, in journalistic work, however controversial and however sometimes um, of questionable ethics in his treatment of, of sources, He's more than a journalist. He is a publisher. He's publishing government secrets, and it's publication that the First Amendment was designed to protect. I want to talk about the other part of this case. The Americans are trying to extradite Assange from Britain to stand trial for espionage. The Swedes have been trying to extradite Julian Assange for an investigation of rape. This is not yet an indictment or a criminal charge, but... After the Me Too movement, issues like this are taken more seriously than when they were first filed. Uh, last month, more than 70 British lawmakers signed a letter urging the British judge in the extradition proceeding there to give priority to the request from Sweden. They wrote, quote, we must send a strong message of the priority the UK has in tackling sexual violence and the seriousness with which the allegations are viewed. We urge you to stand with the victims of sexual violence and seek to ensure that the case against Mr. Assange can now be properly investigated. Close quote. What about that? I'm all for it. First of all, the charges against Julian Assange, sexual assault under the particulars of Swedish law in that respect, are serious. And if Assange had given himself up for questioning during the Obama administration. We now know that the Obama administration had no intention of extraditing him because the Obama administration believed in um, First Amendment and was not going to do it. So Assange would have been better off 
the question of whether he committed sexual assault under Swedish law could have been investigated, if appropriate, adjudicated, and settled. So, A, it's important that this go forward. B, there is a politics to this request to prioritize the extradition to Sweden. Essentially, it would slow down Assange's extradition to the United States. And indeed, there's reason to think that either a British or a Swedish court might have some reason now, with these new Espionage Act charges, to look a second time at what otherwise would have been a routine extradition. The um, international extradition law prohibits extradition in what are considered to be political charges. Now, sexual assault is not a political charge. It's an ordinary criminal charge. And Julian Assange should be questioned, should have that charge investigated, should be tried under Swedish law. Extradition for espionage and extradition, in this case, for publishing public interest state secrets in the United States is explicitly a political charge. And Assange's attorneys have already said they intend to put this at the heart of their request, whether it is to a British court or a Swedish court. And just as a Swedish court may choose, depending on the investigation, to indict Assange for sexual assault, doesn't mean that a Swedish court is going to be ready to hand him over to the United States. The Trump administration has actually made its own case harder, whether it's with Sweden or Britain, by throwing the Espionage Act book at the founder of WikiLeaks. Bruce Shapiro, he wrote for The Nation that Trump's charges against Julian Assange would effectively criminalize investigative journalism. You can read his piece at thenation.com. Thank you, Bruce. Thank you, John. You've been listening to Start Making Sense, the weekly podcast of The Nation magazine. You can hear more interviews like this one at thenation.com, and you can subscribe to Start Making Sense at iTunes Podcasts, Pocket Casts, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm John Wiener. Thanks for listening. 